Good evening. Well, we come to the end of our liturgical year as we celebrate the feast of our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the universe. And to some degree, I think the title and some of the art depicting Christ sitting on a throne and wearing a gold crown has given this feast a connotation that kind of misses the mark of its original purpose and design. So what is this feast day all about? And more importantly, what direction does it give to us to live a life rooted in Christ? For those answers, let's just take a look at the historical background and then the gospel, and then end with a story that brings some reality to this feast day. See, at the end of World War I, the Roaring Twenties were in full swing. And much ado was being made about the kings and royalty of the world. And with that, it was the Franciscans who saw a need for all of us to be rerooted in our faith, to be connected to God and to each other. And they felt that our lives should be focused and centered around one thing, and that should be Christ. So they urged Rome for a new feast day to celebrate what they call the Cosmic Christ. See, the Franciscan theology teaches us that at the beginning of time, what some call the Big Bang, some 14.6 billion years ago, God desired to materialize so that the invisible was made visible. God said, let there be light. God created and said it was good, and it was very good. And if we read the prologue to John, or some of the Pauline letters, or the first letter of John, it's clear that Christ and God existed for all eternity, not just since the birth of Jesus. Rather, Jesus, who was born and crucified 2,000 years ago, became the human incarnation of the Christ. Again, God making visible what was invisible. Knowing that his physical time on earth would soon end, Jesus promised to send us an advocate, the Holy Spirit, who would be with us always so we could continue his good works. It was St. Teresa of Avila who wrote, Christ has no body now on earth but yours, no hands but yours. Yours are the feet with which he is to go about doing good. Yours are the hands with which he is to bless all people now. But how? Is this really all that important? It takes us to the gospel. It's one of my favorites because it's the only description of the last judgment in any of the four gospels. It's Matthew's recording of Jesus' last discourse before the events of the Passion begin to unfold. And it's in this gospel story he tells us how and where we need to focus. For did you ever notice, nowhere in the gospel does Jesus say to worship him, much less as a king. He simply said to follow him and do as he does. Actually, this is the root of what Pope Francis has been preaching and teaching and living during his pontificate. It's been interesting over the years to hear how some say his words are confusing others. Actually, I don't know. There's nothing confusing about being Christ-like. It's just hard work if you're not used to it. And how important is this? Well, Matthew tells us that we're not necessarily going to be judged on how often we were right or wrong or 
how closely we follow the laws or whether we said the right words or even how well we followed all the canon laws. Rather, we'll be judged on how well we were able to shed our egos in order to follow him in feeding the hungry, welcoming the stranger, clothing the naked, caring for the ill, and visiting those in prison. Or in other words, to follow Christ as he forgave, as he loved, and as he cared for others. This is the transformation and the human connectedness that this cosmic Christ calls out to us in today's gospel. This, my sisters and brothers, is where the rubber meets the road. This is what Christ did and it's what our gospel calls us to do. And the easy part is we don't have to look far for the hungry, the thirsty, the naked, the ill. It's you, it's me, it's our brother or sister or mother or father or neighbor or coworker. It's the faces see in the mirror. It's the faces of Christ's disguise in our daily lives. You see, the paradox of today's title, Feast, that Christ was not all about kingship, but rather about kinship. Which brings me to the closing story as told by Father Greg Boyle, who visited us this past May. He's founder of Homeboy Industries, the largest gang intervention rehab program in the world. Author of three best-selling books, Greg actually wrote a homily for this feast day in the book that I published a few years ago called Naked and You Clothe Me. And in that homily, he tells this story. Martha had a tough life, abandoned, tortured, and abused as a child, she predictably transmitted her pain long before she got around to transforming it. Gangs, drugs, and prison filled nearly two decades of her life. And she carries in her addiction that particularly heartbreaking pain of giving birth and having the child taken away and raised by strangers. She works for me and is solid in her recovery now the shame and disgrace, which is the principal suffering the poor, still weighs heavily. Talked in my office one day about stuff, and she just begins to sob. She folds her arms on the front of my desk and rests her weary, weeping head. I touch her shoulder and ask, why are you crying? She looks up and blurts, I wish you were God. Well, that makes me chuckle. Why? When Martha can form the words through her sobbing, she says, I think you would let me into heaven. Well, now it's my turn to cry. I reach across the expanse of my desk and I grab both her hands and pull her close and say, Kiddo, I swear to you, if I get to heaven and you're not there, I'm not staying. Martha's changed my life forever. Knowing her has altered the course of my days, reshaped my heart, and returned me to myself. Both of us are diamonds covered in dust. 
She's taught me that I'm not somebody, but I'm everybody. And so is she. Exquisite mutuality. Kinship. It's what's left when the margins get erased. Kingship makes Jesus young. Now, kinship, that's another story. According to today's gospel, there's really no story more important than that. For we're called to have lives centered around kinship, reaching out to others so that others can reach us, thereby allowing us to mutually erase our margins, communally make Christ visible, and equally sharing in God's love. Nothing confusing, nothing needing a golden crown, just answering the call to go forth and live this great gospel of the Lord.